Northern Seminary and the Center for Theological Integrity. This is the pastor's table. Today's church leaders are weary and burnt out from trying to lead in the machine of corporate leadership systems. The pastor's table brings you conversations with local pastors working out deep theological convictions in their churches. Here are your hosts, Rev. Tara Beth Leach and Dr. Mark Quanstrom. Welcome to the pastor's table. I'm Tara Beth Leach. And I'm Mark Quanstrom. And friends, we're gathered around a table today with another fellow pastor whom we will introduce to you in a few moments, uh, Reverend Rob Prince. Uh, But today is Ash Wednesday. It is. And it's a day that we are reminded of something that we don't usually like to be reminded. Um, It's the reminder that we're dust to dust we shall return. It's the reminder that we are creatures. It's the reminder that we have limitations. And we as humans don't like to ponder those things. We don't like to dwell on those things. Right. We like to rather overcome limitations. We don't like to ponder uh, that one day we will be buried in the ground, that we will return. Um, yes, there's resurrection, but today is a day where we sit in that. We, we mm-hmm. sit in that we... We do focus on that. We remember that. And what a timely reminder as we are continuing this discussion on incarnation. So Christ was bounded by time. The God incarnate was enfleshed and uh, he was born, Mm -hmm. uh, lived, suffered, and died. Granted, he was raised from the dead. Um, but the death was not less real for that reason. Mm-hmm. And um, so so the full the fullest revelation of our God was in a person named Jesus in Nazareth who was a part of the created order, which is really hard for us to get our minds around. Um, but that liberates us. That revelation of God in the person of Jesus Christ liberates us to work out of limitations as well. Yeah. We don't have to be omnipotent. We don't have to be omniscient. We don't have to be omnipresent. Mm-hmm. We can be who we are in our creaturely status mm-hmm. as ambassadors for Christ. And we most fully represent the Christ when we recognize that we're working out of limitations as well. Which is so opposite of the Christian message that we often hear. It really is. It's... I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. Christ. Yep. The limited Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've conflated uh, this with our Western framework of success and achievement. And so here we are on Ash Wednesday, where we're invited to dwell on that reality. Yes. Uh, and that's the invitation. And our guest today is Rob Prince, and uh, he's been a hero of mine. Uh, I don't know that I ever said that to him before today. I mentioned it to him earlier, and I told him I was going to mention it, uh, because um, he's an outstanding preacher, pastor of Flint Central Church of the Nazarene. For how many years, Rob, have you been pastor? I've been here nine years, pastoring for 30. Yeah, you've been pastoral ministry for 32 years, right? Uh, he came to Olivet Nazarene University, and as Pastor College Church, I invited him to speak to our students at the Revival. And um, that's when I learned that he has pastored for 30 years with migraines. And so we've invited him 
you know, if, if I had a migraine, um, I would consider myself disabled and incapacitated and would probably indulge myself uh, quite a bit of self-care. Uh, Rob has not permitted that by virtue of the n- number of migraines he lives with, and he continues to pastor. And so I'd just like him to tell us the sto- his story a little bit, how, uh, I mean, what, what he lives with, and um, and then we'll go from there. Tara Beth? Yeah, and, you know, also before we do that, I think I, I just want to frame this and just share a little bit more about Rob, even from my perspective. Um, All right. I, I feel like it's a, it's would just really important to name what a champion he is for women in ministry, um, specifically through my experience when I became a pastor on the West Coast and um, a denomination in which I share with Rob. Uh, I was the first female pastor in what was defined as, I think, what was called a K-church, something like that. But so it's basically essentially a group of pastors who pastor larger churches. And I, as the first female, I kind of disrupted the ecosystem. It was like a nice little little guys club that was happening. And all of a sudden this female comes in and enters into these group chats. And um, that's kind of that's going to disrupt the ecosystem. But Rob was one of those guys and one of those pastors that always went out of his way, championed my voice, checked in on me. Hmm. He would send me messages, um, was an encourager every time I ran into Rob. Um he would just pastor me in that moment. And mm. I never, he never made me feel like I was less than because of my gender, but instead he spoke to me like a colleague and welcomed me to that table. And so Rob, I just want to say on this podcast, thank you for being one of those guys that champion the voices of women. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. So Rob, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Uh, you've been in ministry 32 years at Flint Central, nine years. Flint would be an interesting city to be a pastor in for sure. Uh, so, but um, your story is one of pastoring through pain. Sure. Um, I can tell you, I've, I've always had migraines. Some of my earliest memories, pre-kindergarten, I had migraines. I remember as a very small child, sitting in a dark room, getting sick to my stomach, all of those things, um, trying a number of different remedies um, growing up. Back then, you know, 50 years ago, they didn't have very many remedies, and so it's just part of my life. Um, Then 15 years ago, in 2007, December 20th, five days before Christmas, I had... um, a subarachnoid hemorrhage. I was sitting at my desk in the church. Um, I felt like someone hit me in the head with a baseball bat and, and knew that something was different. It was, it was a different migraine than normal. Um, most people, I later learned, most people that have subarachnoid hemorrhages, 10% don't even make it to the hospital. They just die. Uh, 50% die from it. Um, and the 50% that don't die typically will have some sort of complications. Um, a guy in my church had a subarachnoid hemorrhage two weeks after mine, same place, same location in the brain. He, um, he had a PhD. He couldn't, he never did regain his ability to read. He had all sorts of complications. And eventually two years later, he died. Um, my only complication is that I have migraines nearly every day now. And so go through life. Um, uh, some days are worse than others. Um, Typically, Sundays are one of my worst days, I think. Um, 
but weather or food or there's so many triggers and just, you know, and, and every day, every day, um, it's, it's there. And so it's just, um, what I've grown to, to, to have, I see I've had, I've taken every sort of medication that you can possibly take for, for probably 12 years. I had Botox every three months. Um, I've grown immune to that. So I haven't, um, received Botox probably for the last year, year and a half. Um, but I take all sorts of different medications. My, my neurologist, I see him every eight weeks. I'm his star patient. Um, he's kind of a, uh, I don't know, <laughs> medicine doctor of some sort. We're always changing the concoctions. Not, you know, nothing really works. Um, to be quite honest, uh, there, there hasn't been, at least for me, there hasn't been a miracle drug. There hasn't been, uh, uh, anything that has significantly helped. I take different drugs that do help reduce, uh, some of the circumstance a little bit. Um, and so I, I will do that. So that's, it's just, um, part of my story, you know? So, so you had to, you had to have wrestled with the Lord about this. I mean, you, you were called in the ministry, what, out of college and high school, uh, we, I, you were called to the ministry and I mean, you're giving your life for the Lord. You're pat, you've pastored some of the, uh, I mean, significant churches in our denomination. Um, certainly you would think that the Lord would reward you by liberating you from having to pastor through this. You know, I, I guess I haven't thought of it in those terms, um, exactly like that. Um, I think of Paul, when he talks about a thorn in the flesh and prayed for it for three times yeah. for it to go away. I've, I've prayed for migraines to go away. 3,000 times. So Paul right. only prayed three. I've prayed 3,000. Um, but he also refers to his troubles and all these heartaches and things that he's gone through in shipwrecks as, as light and momentary troubles. And so I, I think of mine, it's, you know, it's light and momentary. God, God has always helped me. And, and I think I need to say that. Um, there is, I've had massive, massive migraines when when I've had to preach. I remember one Christmas Eve service. This was when I was pastoring in Lenexa. I mean, I didn't think I could go. And I just, you know, I just said, Lord, you're going to have to get me through it. And, you know, and there's lights, you know, this, the, the sanctuary is dark and lights are in my eyes, which are not helpful. And, but the Lord got me through it. I don't know how the Lord got me through it. Um, and he, he does that two, two weeks ago, um, when I was preaching, I had a massive migraine. First service is really bad. I messed up my my sermon, at least in my mind. And so in between services, I do have an injection that I can give myself. And so I went in between the services and gave myself the injection, uh, which is a whole other story because, you know, you're rushing around in between the services. And so I did that and it came out. And usually when I do that, I'm not super steady. And I, I don't, I, I now have really very little recollection of what I preached. Although people said that I preach fine. <laughs> it's, I think sometimes I think, uh, uh, my wife thinks I preach better when I have a massive migraine, which I don't know what that says about when I don't. <laughs> uh, but it was just, you know, again, it's, 
I don't think of it as as anything different from what other people have to struggle. Everybody, I, I, I guess I view things as everybody has something. My something is migraines. And, and the Lord has given me grace to, to live through them and make it. So I would, I would be okay with a thorn in the flesh, okay? So I get that. A thorn in the flesh, it's a little bit of an irritant. Yeah, it's a distraction. It's a thorn in the flesh, right? Um, yeah, I would, you've probably prayed more than 3,000 times for the Lord to deliver you from now, and then pre and before we got on the podcast, um, I asked Rob if he can, if if anybody, ref, if he ever referred to this as a disability, and he said, he said no, um, um, he doesn't refer to it that way. And you've heard his testimony that he doesn't consider this to be. I mean, anytime you 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 really are one of my heroes, and you're you would say to that what you just said, what which is, I think God gives me grace. I remember. There's been some periods when the migraines are extremely bad. Um, I went for about a four-month period when the best way for me to describe it is a, a, a slurpy brain freeze constant for about four months. That was the worst that I, I... I've never had one that has lasted that long for that intense. And I would go to the church and I'd work as long as I could. And then I'd come home and I... I'd darken the room and I'd close the door so I couldn't have any smells or sights or noise or anything. And that was really bad. And and then I would, you know, I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up the next day and I'd do the whole thing all over again. Um, get home, dark room, couldn't do anything really in the evenings um, during that time. And I remember praying uh, every day during that time, you know, that the Lord would take it. And I also remember during that time that while I was never suicidal, I realized how people could be suicidal. If they, if they thought tomorrow's pain is going to be just as bad as this pain, I don't want to go to tomorrow. And, and I, I think I always just believed that the Lord was going to help me, that he was going to somehow break this cycle. And after four months, it did break. Uh, that's when I first started Botox. Botox is what got me out of that one. Now, since then, I've had other periods, not that long, where it'll be like three or four weeks maybe of, of something similar. Um, but I always know the Lord's going to help me and get me out of it. But what that did, um, it certainly made me more empathetic with those that uh, struggle with, with pain that they don't think is going to end. Because um, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to end. In fact, when that happened, the board secretary of our church knew that I was going through that. And on my way to the doctor, when I received that first treatment, uh, we were having discussion of me taking a leave of absence because I, I, I couldn't have kept that up that, that long. But the Lord helped and it broke and, you know, it was, it was better. So uh, I, think, I think that has helped me to empathize with those that, that struggle that maybe I didn't have before or to quite that degree anyway. One of the things that pastors often struggle with is allowing others to feel empathy for them, allowing others to help them 
allowing others to bring relief, allowing others to come alongside of them. And so one of the things that often happens with pastors is we don't like to name when we're, when we're struggling. We don't like to confess that we have limitations because we're always the ones showing empathy. We're always the ones coming alongside of the sick. We're always the ones caring for the hurting. And I'm just wondering, Rob, what that journey has been like for you to allow your congregation to care for you. And I, and I don't expect your answer to be that you've necessarily arrived. You know, maybe you have, maybe you've, you are an open book with your congregation and you let them come alongside of you. But I have to wonder that there's hard days. Um, yeah, I think they, I don't, I don't, I don't like talking about it too often, but I do occasionally. If it's what we're talking about that Sunday, um, I'll bring it up. Um, most people would say uh, that they don't know that I have a migraine on Sunday when I'm preaching. Most would say that. Carla, my wife, she knows. Uh, some of our pastors, they know. Um, people that are, that are closer to me can tell when it's a particularly bad migraine. Um, and I let them know, I let our staff know um, on Sunday morning, especially when it's a significant one, if I think that I'm not going to be able to to make it through. Um, but again, I always have. <laughs> uh, so there's a part of me that says, well, and, you know, I always have made it through. I, I will again. But so the people do know and people have um, the I'm not afraid to tell people, I guess. I just don't make that a, also, I don't make that a focal point. Um, so. So, so what is the Lord accomplishing through this in you? Uh, I remember when I was working on my book um, and Carl, I'll, I'll never forget this. I was in, this is when we were in Kansas and I was sitting in, in our living room, working on the book on my computer, and Carla was in the kitchen, and she said, Rob, I'll be so glad when you get this book done, and you can help people who deal with chronic pain, and then the Lord will heal you, and it'll all be taken care of. And I said, well, I'm not sure that it works quite that way. Um, I'm not sure that's going to happen. And, and I guess I've come, I joke about it, but I think this is true. I tell people, you know, I'm in sales, not management. And so I don't get to choose um, when or if uh, this uh, ailment will ever go away. I, I, I am a believer um, that God will give me the strength um, to, to face each day's challenge. And he always has. And so I don't have any reason to doubt that that will stop. Now again, I think uh, I I think my wife, um, she experiences it because she sees it in me, and sometimes she's been robbed of some times when I, you know, I just can't do things, um, and so she she pays a price probably greater than I do in many ways. So you just. Power through is not the right way to say it. You just are faithful, following, 
and you said you're not in management. This is what the Lord has for you, so, so be it? Yes and no. I think um, there's sometimes, sometimes people with, with chronic pain can't do things. You know, there, yes. there's some days when you just can't do it. Right. And I think in those days you have to just admit it, you know, again, this is Ash Wednesday. I'm frail. I'm human. Uh, it's, it's reality. And so some days you can't do things, but okay. when you can, you need to do them. I remember during that four month span when it was really bad, um, we were going to go to a baseball game and uh, a Royals baseball game and my sons where we were all going to go. And I mean, my migraine was just, it was crazy. And so I said, no, we're going to go. It's not going to kill me. We're going to go. And so we went and we lasted about, I don't know, maybe four innings was all I could handle. Um, I just couldn't. And we, we ended up leaving. But I, I guess all that to say is when you can do things, you need to do them. When you can't do things, you need to recognize and admit, okay, I can't do it. And it, that's when it's good to have a great support system around you, whether it's family or in, in my case, our, our pastoral staff, they're very, very, um, they're very great about coming alongside when I, when I need a little extra help. It's hard for us to know what to ask or even talk about. So confession, I had a stomach ache on Sunday. Um, I didn't feel that good. And this is what I thought with two services and my stomach really hurt. It wasn't like I had a tummy ache. I mean, I was a little bit of pain, not a migraine pain for sure. Just stomach ache. And as, and as I went to church, I thought if Rob Prince can preach today, I can preach today. That's what I thought on Sunday. You know, I think, and this is, you know, I, people will have like a, who have a yearly migraine. It is, um, you know, just awful. Right. But when you have one every day, uh, you kind of get used to it. And so um, for me, I'm. it's not a surprise that I have a migraine. It's just what I'm used to. I, I think when it is when it spikes, when it's super bad, uh, like two Sundays ago, even then I think, all right, I I do have to plow through it. But I also it's it's relying on the Lord. It's I, I it's, in some ways it sounds trite, and I don't mean it to be, but I, I don't know how else to explain it. Because the only way the only way you're pastoring is because of what the Lord is doing through you. It is completely 100% the Lord working through me. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Flint is a troubled city. Um, my dad was an auto worker. I, I understand I grew up in Michigan. I understand the mindset. And, and I believe God called me to this place. You know, I arrived in October of 2013. The water crisis hit in April of 2014. And, and I'm very glad that I'm here. And, and God has, does give me the grace. Uh, not that someone else couldn't have come to Flint. Of course, someone else could have come here and God could have called someone. I'm not, <laughs> not Superman, nor do I have uh, notions of that. But I do think that God has called me to this place and has called me to proclaim the good news in, in our city 
and to, and to make a difference in the city. And so uh, migraines are just my daily reminder that I need the Lord and that, that without him, um, without him, I'm nothing. So the fact that your Lord was enfleshed and faced the same limitations and suffered the same pain as you is what is redemptive for you. Yeah, I think, you know, as we, again, in this Lenten journey, um, it brings me comfort to know that Jesus on the cross said, I thirst, I'm thirsty. You know, it's right. a reminder, okay, he's human, he's thirsty. He he faces the real things like I face. Um, and that's, that is a good reminder to me um, that, that Jesus Christ, uh, fully human, fully experienced the limitations that, that I also experience. And so today is Ash Wednesday. Some of us can hardly bear that reminder once a year. Uh, especially, I think, I'm, I'm 41 now. I think especially before I turned 40, that was not a welcome reminder. Now that I'm kind of like, you know, starting to crest that hill, uh, and I wake up in the morning and my joints feel a little bit different. Um, I don't have the stamina I used to uh, when I go out for a run. Uh, things are changing. But in my 20s and my 30s and before that, uh, I, I mean, I can st I still remember the first time I actually really, really embraced the reality that someday I will die. I was in seminary. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, it was actually reading um, a book by Dr. Beth Felker Jones, uh, Marks of His Wounds. And she reminded me in that book of that reality that someday I will die. And I just, I will never forget. I was, I was sitting on my bed and it took my breath away. And that sounds crazy that I was 31 when I first finally came to terms with that, um, let alone wanting to come to terms with my daily limitations. And I don't think I was really embraced that until I was 38 hmm. when I hit a wall right. in Pasadena. Right. And so if it takes pastors that long to be reminded and come to terms with that, is there any hope for the human race? <laughs> <laughs> Well, pastors, I think, are uh, subject worse. to a yes. different kind of complex yeah, than most right. people, right? I think so. I think so. You're um, right. But, but one of the intentions of talking to Rob about uh, his faithfulness is to liberate pastors from having to, to from thinking that they that their limitations are, after all, limitations, but perhaps are the very thing that reveals the power of Christ in them. And that instead of, and like the Apostle Paul, instead of kicking against our limitations, glorying in our limitations, because then it is manifest that it is Christ in us. When you're preaching through a migraine, and I don't know if that's the right way to say it, or with a migraine, what you're most conscious of is this is the Lord's work in me. 
I, uh, I cannot do this. This is, this is Jesus mm -hmm. in me, right? Well, your people are not, they may not know you have a migraine, but they know on some Sundays you have a migraine. Maybe they may not know that that particular day you do, but they know you are a living witness to the power of Christ by virtue of your faithfulness to follow your call with the migraines. Is that fair? Yeah, and I think what it does, um, and Carla likes to tease me, that it keeps me from claiming. She says, if I, if I didn't have migraines, I would have a big head. Um, and so it keeps me from claiming um, any kind of uh, whatever for myself. I, I, I recognize that I only can accomplish things through God's mercy. And it's not me <laughs> at all. And some days it's really, really not me. Um, but it, it is the Lord um, enabling me to do what I can do. Um, and it is. It's a daily reminder of, of that. So um, these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us a glory mm -hmm. is a lived reality with you. Yes, I would say that's, um, that is a verse that I've clung to quite honestly. And, and, um, and when I feel overwhelmed, I just, I do think of that verse. No, this isn't overwhelming. It's light and momentary and it will get over. And even the worst migraines eventually get better, at least so far they have. Um, and, and so I do, I think, well, all right, I'll make it through. Um, the Lord wow. will help. Wow. We're going to continue this conversation with Rob in our next session, uh, because, uh, he has, he is, uh, he and his wife have invited someone into their home that we would like to talk about a little bit. And so we thank you for listening today. And I do want to disclose that the entire time that Rob has been talking about ministry th through migraines, he's had a migraine today. I asked him before we started, how are you feeling? And he said, well, I have a, have a pretty good migraine today. So you have been witnesses to his faithfulness to his Lord. Indeed. Thank you so much, Rob, for joining us today. And we look forward to the next conversation with you. And my friends, thank you for listening to this podcast, The Pastor's Table, where we together explore uh, the theological depths and how that frames ministry. And if this episode or if this podcast blesses you, we invite you to like it or to share it or to subscribe. Uh, to our podcast or share it to a fellow pastor or friend or join the conversation by going to thepastorstable.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, we love the responses that we've been seeing from so many that helps shape the conversations that we have. So reach out um, and join the conversation. And may God bless you on this day and give you the gifts and graces you need for ministry.